0: hey this is chris two quick notes on the podcast this week uh we ventured into unprecedented territory uh first the number of guests we had on we actually had three guests on beyond just camera myself so the audio quality is probably not as good as normal we had to do a completely different setup and i'm only so good of an audio editor so i apologize if it's a little wonky Uh, and the second is for the first time ever we talked about something that can actually be spoiled uh not something that aired 20 years ago but something that won't air for another month which is the Batman and Harley premiere so we have a long discussion about it where we avoid spoilers but we did get into spoiler territory and if you reach the point in the podcast where I say let's start talking about spoilers and you don't want to hear them you can just jump forward to the next chapter straight to bat plugs and skip all of it so we uh yeah had a completely different podcast this week and I hope you guys enjoy it. start this because it's not a typical episode is it you guys
1: do the normal yeah.
0: normal start right. welcome to a bonus episode of tim talk the <laughs> podcast of the dc <laughs> animated universe co-created by bruce <laughs> tim we are not doing a, uh, a regular episode this week we are at comic-con and i'm cameron dexter <laughs> oh i didn't even start
2: hang on let's start this again <laughs> <laughs> <I didn't even laughs> welcome to this bonus <laughs> You probably have to hit go on the thing. No, it's, did, recording. it's recording. No, it's recording. no it's recording. I need
0: timer. I, I timer. fucked up. I fucked up multiple times. All right, I'm ready. I'm good. <laughs> Professionalism. Welcome to Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And uh, this is not a typical week for us. We're not doing our, our regular episode structure. We it's are doing, Comic-Con it's, week. It's Comic-Con. We're doing what I'm going to call our first annual Comic-Con clusterfuck. And I call it that because it's not just Cameron and I. This time, we have some friends with us. We're going to be talking about our cons, and we're going to be talking about uh, Batman and Harley, which we got to see the world premiere of. So, real quick, let me introduce uh, Todd. Say hello, Todd. Hey, guys, how are you doing? And also, Andrew.
2: Nice to meet you all.
0: Yes, uh, good friends of ours. Guys, listen to the show, both of you. We do appreciate that. You say nice things about us. We're excited to have you here. Very excited. Yeah. Um, so, we always start off with news, and we're excited because for the first time, we ever, have exclusive, we hear it first on Tim Talk information. Yes, hear it first on Tim Talk several days after this actually happens. But for us, this just happened. Really brand new If this were going live, news. we
1: would be the first people reporting on this. The first, except for everyone. If you haven't tweeted. checked the internet since Sunday,
3: the very first, except for the other, you know, thousand plus people that were they in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: they all left. No, we sorry. were the only ones left in that room by the end of that interview. Yeah,
0: so we, we just got out of the world premiere of the new DC animated movie, Batman and Harley, which we all quite enjoyed, and mm-hmm. we'll be getting into that at some point. But uh, at the end, there was a Q&A panel with Bruce Timm and Kevin Conroy, Lauren Lester, Padgett Brewster, Kevin Michael Richardson.
1: And Stephen or uh, Stan Lu because I yeah. thought he kept saying Stan Lee. But is it Stan Lu? Is it Stan or Steve? Steve, I think the director was, of the movie, the, the
0: director and the, uh, the co writer of you it. You have the
1: computer, you're supposed I, to turn me, you're supposed to correct me.
0: I'm too lazy, yeah. But so uh, they did give us some, some brand new news in terms of what's coming up next for the DC animated movies. We already knew about Gotham by Gaslight, which they confirmed,
1: and then they're doing Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Which I assume is a sequel to Assault on Arkham. I would... Because th- we know that Riddler oh, has escaped. That's true. It might be. Because or- he did say it's a sequel. Did he say a sequel? Yes. Okay, I miss, must have missed that part. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so he announced that, and then as well as a revisit of the Death of Superman story, but this time two parts, yes. Death of Superman and Reign of Superman. So apparently Death of Superman will be the movie that they screen next, next year July. at Comic-Con. So we'll be there for that, apparently. Yes.
2: And it well, has been fact-checked.
1: It is Stan Liu. It is... <laughs> yes! I was right. It's going straight to my head. You can never prove me wrong again. This is why we don't have guests very often. I get
0: turned <laughs> They upon. side
1: with me. Well, uh, they should side with you. Uh, so the last two-part movie we got was uh, Dark Knight Returns, correct? Correct. Is it yes. the only two-part movie we have so far? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think it is. I like those. Yeah, those are really Give good. Give my nice commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Very analytical. Yeah. No, I mean,
0: I think that should be good. I really like Superman Doomsday. Me too. Um, I think it's a really nice condensed version of that story, but I can understand the the want to go ahead and expand it out into two things. And I think the difference this time around is with Reign of Superman. Of, is it Superman or Superman? I couldn't tell. I thought it was Reign of Supermen.
2: I
3: actually... I...
0: Sorry, I I actually Dude, heard it both the microphone ways. Yeah, can, the mi- yeah. microphone's help. Um
3: I actually heard it both ways. I thought the first time I thought he said the reign of Superman. The second time
0: I thought he said the reign of Supermen. I think it's Supermen because I heard com- Supermen yeah, too. Yeah, in the comics, it's um, what it's the Eradicator. It's Cyborg. It is Cyborg Superman specifically. It's Superboy, and it was the f- Steel?
1: Okay. Does that mean? <laughs> Does that mean Shaq is going to reprise his role? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: I mean, they were talking about stunt casting. I mean, that's yeah. the
1: stuntiest casting you have ever do. But it has to be all, all animated except for real-life Shaq. <laughs>
2: So I actually don't know what stunt casting is. I heard that in there, and I was super curious. So, Can you explain it? So
0: stunt casting, specifically what they're referencing here, was that um, as they're putting this movie together, they wanted like one recognizable name, so like one name that would get them attention as they're marking the movie. So it's not
1: just for the nerds who already know Kevin Conroy, Conroy, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So
0: like um, I know Nathan Fillion before has voiced Green Lantern. Like that's mm-hmm. an example. of Neil stunt Patrick casting. Harris did Nightwing in Red Hood. Yeah, exactly. So they basically just want someone with some name. Brand recognition to come in, and so uh, in this case it was Melissa Rausch doing Harley Quinn, because as they said at the panel, Arlene Sorkin's retired from the role, which actually makes sense because Tara Strong's been doing it mm-hmm. for a while, kind of. Yeah, she her, did in Killing Joe. <clears throat> so that is stunt casting.
1: I have learned a thing today. You yes. <laughs> have learned a thing, a singular. I'm glad we thing. can. I'm glad we can inform people about new things on <laughs> Tim Talk. We we try, mm-hmm. in only that regards,
0: but I mean we can only. I don't know, we were trying to figure out how to talk about the movie, because it premiered now, but it won't actually be available for anyone to watch for another month, basically.
1: Yeah, it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray and DVD on August 14th. They uh, hammered that no, into us. No, it
0: was... Digital download? No, sorry, the premiere. You're, oh, right. I'm off. Yeah. I'm off yeah, by. The, the, I already fucked the, up. The
2: first, the the. It's the 29th.
1: Is everything? Yeah. Yes. Theatrical
0: premiere was the 14th. Yeah. Digital download yes. was the 15th. Fathom
1: Fathom events is the 14th. Yeah. We'll be there. Another fan meetup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this going, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'd watch. It I like again. to imagine that we have like a thousand or like a couple thousand followers, and so I'm going to treat this podcast like lo- we have I a couple you thousand followers. That, you've never seen the data. Never. <laughs> I don't want not, to because then I'm going to be competitive with it. It's not good. I don't need it. <laughs> but this yeah, is for so me. So
0: it won't be available for most people to watch until uh, the end of August. So I think we'll, we'll probably do talk about it as much as we possibly can without spoilers, and then do a spoiler session and. Either mark it in the chapters or maybe save it for later. I haven't decided yet, but it's in my hands to edit. Yep. So I'll figure that <laughs> out later. I'm not doing anything. You guys listening to this will know if the podcast ends, we've saved it. Yes. <laughs> so, but before, before we get to that, I mean, let's talk about what the real reason we came down here for, which obviously was Comic
1: Con. Comic Con 2017, guys. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> treating this like a YouTube <laughs> influencer video.
0: Oh, you use that. Oh, you, oh. I
1: use it just because I know you hate it so much. My least favorite word on the planet, I influencer. know. It's your moist.
0: Oh, oh, even that's... Oh, that's, bad. <laughs> uh, that's bad, too. Uh,
1: so what have you been doing at Comic-Con? It, we're recording this Friday night, so we're only two days deep in the con. Yeah, yeah. Um, what have I done at the, the con?
0: Uh, Thursday. I'm, I'm glad Andrew and Todd are here, because I'm very forgetful. They can help fill me in. <laughs> Andrew, what did we do yesterday morning? Uh... <laughs> I'm staring at Chris right now in disbelief that he can't remember what we did yesterday oh, morning. we Damn. saw the Barrowman. Oh, the John gosh. Barrowman panel. My God, that man is fucking fantastic. How
3: could you forget John Barrowman?
0: There is so much going on in my very tiny brain that I immediately forget everything that I do and I don't remember what I'm doing next. You know this because you're constantly texting me references he references the podcast and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So his, uh, his
2: tutu <laughs> with his moon space underwear underneath it will be forever burned into my memory because as soon as my dad saw his underwear when he did one of the twirls he went "Huh, i've got that same pair (laughs)
0: it's true (laughs) i can (laughs) vouch moving on from that Um, (laughs) but i mean yeah the bearman well, you were there too, Cameron. I was there.
1: I was letting you guys talk. <laughs> I thought this was for the audience, not for me. You
0: know, like, why, don't, why don't you guys talk about what you've been doing at Comic-Con? Because I, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, we were all at the
1: the John Barrowman panel. He is a great gift to the world. God, he If really you is, haven't though. seen any... If you don't know who he is, uh, he was... Malcolm, uh, Merlin Malcolm Merlin and Arrow. Arrow, and the whole Arrowverse, and uh, then, um, Captain Jack Harkness on Doctor Who and
0: Torchwood. Yes, um, and he in person is incredibly different from, especially this Malcolm Merlin character, who's like very straight, serious, and serious. Stoic. Um, but he is just a ball of flamboyant energy. I wish I could be John Berriman.
1: Yes,
2: I think you. I, I think mean, everyone on I this think, panel. I, I, agree with that. I wish I could be John yeah. Barrowman. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He, yeah. So if you. Go go look up some of his YouTube videos or I don't know if any of the the um, panel itself has been put up there, but he's so goddamn funny. Yes. yes. He, he told a great story about uh, accidentally catching his naked husband walking around on, <laughs> on Facebook. On a live, live stream, yeah.
1: Which made me realize I haven't seen that video, yet, so I gotta go track that down. You now you know it's now all over the internet. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah it's gotta research us. But
0: yeah, we did that. Um, I don't know, what else have we been doing? You guys you guys talk about this. Walk the floor.
1: I think yeah. we've all done that by now. Yeah, it's it, amazing. If you've never been to Comic Con, it's such of like a sensory overload of everything: the sight, the smell, the nerd experience. What? What is the smell? How would you describe the smell of it? I actually wrote my college essay, entrance essay, about my experience at Comic Con, and I love the way I, because I, it's the way I described it is it's a combination of bo and fake nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah, that's spot yeah, on. That's, spot mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I remember, I don't know if you guys have experienced this at Comic-Con before. My very first year, when you were walking in, they were actually handing out tiny deodorants because there was such a BO problem. They should bring that back. They should bring that back. I could benefit from one of those right now. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. But <laughs> on the far side of the table. <laughs> yep. Uh, but let's see. What else has been ha- uh, I Personally, I've been to the Young Justice panel this morning, Yeah, what which was, was fantastic. Todd, you were there, too?
3: Yes. Yes, I, w- I was also at the Young Justice panel. i I I love Young Justice. It's
0: amazing. Um,
1: so, such insight. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so thank thank, thank you, Todd. Me. I mean, you could you could have talked about it. Um, yeah. We got they they didn't show any footage, and a lot of people around me were kind of upset that they didn't they shouldn't have been because we know they just finished recording. Yeah, I mean, so they're not wh- going to have animation done yet? yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great. We got some concept art for season three characters. Uh, we kind of know who's progressing and the way they described it was great because they're basically treating this group like a, like a high school. Mm -hmm. So you have the seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen and season one, you they kind of started out as sophomores. And so now they're seniors. They're all kind of doing their own thing. Now. Um, the people they brought into season two are getting a little more power and authority. And then you have these newcomers that are coming in. They announced three new characters, Arrowette, um, Thirteen and spo- was was that her real name? I thought they were just uh, saying it's a spoiler. Uh,
3: I don't. I'm not. I'm I'm not sure if the third name was spoiler because I had the same thing. I'm like, okay, are they just like saying spoiler instead of the name? But then they kept referring to her. It was a female character model. They kept referring to her
0: as spoiler, like it was a name, not well, like oh, it's a, a spoiler, named spoiler, like Tim Drake's girlfriend in the '90s. Okay. Stephanie okay. Brown was spoiler. She later became Batgirl
1: and then Robin. Okay, then that's who it is. Uh I'm sorry. We so we we learned about those three characters we got costume updates for a bunch of the the season 2 characters that are coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh we had some really interesting stories about kind of the creation of the show and how they try they needed to be different from Teen Titans. Uh and and justly like, cuz they uh, like the creator said like they were coming into Cartoon Network with huge shoes to fill after oh, yeah. JL and JLU. And then Teen Titans, which had just ended, and they were just starting up a new Teen Super Group, and so their focus, as you can tell from the show, their focus was making it a lot more teenage driven. You know, they're awkward; they have they're very insecure with themselves. They want relationships; they don't know how to handle. Yeah, because they didn't like you never you. The only relationship in Teen Titans was the are they aren't they Starfire Robin situation. The Ross and Rachel of the nerd world for sure. (laughs) yeah they 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 put
3: up a slide that i thought was was really interesting right when they were talking about this which um cameron you're gonna have to, to hold me honest to which ones these were but it was uh it was related to like three of the big things that happen as you grow up and you become a teenager right so it was uh no curfew. Was Artemis. Was Artemis. Robin was licensed to drive. What was Superboy? Uh oh. first time
0: you masturbate? Yep. Is yeah. That, yeah, that was it. I mean to be fair, like with Superboy, that's a
1: danger <laughs> for other people. Uh and it was um heading like something home. Leaving home. Leaving home. It was yeah. like home? Yeah. leaving home. Yeah, oh, okay. Because they had him that he could fly, I and guess.
3: It, which he couldn't do in the series. But mm-hmm. but unless he had the patch.
1: Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it's like spoiler. yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much everything we got. They weren't they were doing their best to keep all the information inside, which was good. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not getting the show until next probably. I assume we they said twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. but it's I probably assume probably fall or winter twenty eighteen. Like well, yeah. It takes a while to yeah. do that sort of stuff. But I
0: mean that uh, that is amazing though. They have like, a
1: yeah found a way to because it's back. been four years since the season ended. And it's they they kept bringing this up, and it's a very important thing to understand that the show came back because of the social media power. Oh yeah, and that's amazing for me. Like that's amazing to even think about that a network can cancel a show, but there's like we fans now have the power to say no. That's not okay. Yeah, and like, we didn't have that ten years ago. We didn't have that you know six years ago. Futurama, Firefly, Family yeah. Guy.
3: Beat me to it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Prove me wrong. In three very specific situations. Although... But where's the resurgence for super sumos? Hmm? The, the, hmm? The, hmm? The, As I look at all three the, of you. The what? The what? Super, super Deep sumos? Deep cut Nickelodeon reference. Oh, okay. It lasted six episodes on Nickelodeon. <laughs> God.
0: Yeah, how how was the uh, the Nickelodeon booth? You said you were there a lot today.
1: Uh, it was great. It, it, I don't think it was as cool as it's been in the past. Because um, last year, it was just a big kind of photo area. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. You, you could sit on uh, Stoop Kid's Stoop, which was great. Um, and then some other things that I forgot. <laughs> Otherwise, there was Chucky. They had um, Al- Almec from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, right. I'm yeah. surprised. I I think Wait, that movie just died. Did it- I mean, it must have come out at some point, right? I don't think it ever came a big out. Deal last year. Yeah, and like a now big that I deal. now that I think about it, it's not here anymore. I'm going to investigate that after this podcast. Yeah, uh, I but can this, you can do the laptop
0: and you can look it up now. But that's no, too, much, later. too Much work. Yeah.
1: Um, this year, it's all about this interesting interactive experience, uh, which isn't done very well because it's done with the Connect, and I don't like the Connect. Oh, the Connect is terrible. Um, but it's like uh, you they have the they have uh, SpongeBob's pineapple, which is cool, so you can walk in the pineapple. Uh, and they have this kind of VR, not VR, they have this screen, uh, and you kind of do like a side-scrolling game, but it's it's with the Kinect. So you, my version was I got to play as a Ninja Turtle, and I had to kind of fight the bad guys as it scrolled across, which basically just meant jumping with really bad lag. <laughs> um, and they had like this weird dance thing where you have to pick a character, which is very poorly masked um as an animator i was very upset with the limitations on this God damn it. uh and you like dance for 15 seconds and you got a video of you dancing with your character and it was okay. like an interesting idea that just yeah. wasn't executed very well i feel like marvel did something like this years ago and it didn't do well so i'm a little surprised they're doing it again uh but, I mean, the, the booth is fine. It's still one of the prettiest boots, in my opinion, and it's always fun to walk by. Okay. I haven't
0: checked out that one yet. I, I spent a lot of time walking the floor today, like, checked out Star Wars, you got DC, um, the Lego booth, is always fun, with mm-hmm. big, big sculptures there. But, yeah, I haven't been Nickelodeon
2: yet. Yeah. The pineapple comes to mind though with what we did this morning.
0: That's true. Yeah, uh, one of the panels we saw today was the Psych reunion panel and sneak peek for the film they're doing this Christmas.
4: Ooh. Yeah, I
0: I loved loved Psych back in the day. Um, I will be the first to acknowledge that maybe the last season was not particularly grand, but it's a damn fun show and just like the the cast is such amazing chemistry, and that's part of the reason we went to the panel was that they're just they're so damn funny. We got to watch the first eight minutes of the movie.
2: We did. They're pretty solid. I enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, the fact that we learned the thing, their theme with the pineapple, they didn't even notice it until sometime in like the seventh season.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess the art department was playing a trick on them the whole time.
2: And sneaking pineapples into every scene of every movie.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, which... someone who listens to this understands what we're talking about. But if you watch Psych, <laughs> which you should because it's really good, there's pineapples hidden in every episode. And now it's become like a whole motif for them. Like they gave. Pineapple pins out. Yeah, Andrew has it on his lanyard right is, now.
3: Is that like the yogurt from Burn Notice, too, then? Because I know um, they were airing
0: together, right? Back no, to back. Cause, I mean, because the yogurt was like something that they would just always talk about. Like, it it, it evolved into an in joke because he was always eating it. But, like, uh, I think that was like a deliberate action, whereas this was like. Gotcha. Yeah, it was gotcha. gotcha. lurking around in the background all the time. um But no, it was really fun. And then we any other panels? Oh, we had to sit through a shitload just cuz we really want to make sure he we got is. into the <laughs> the the premiere tonight, including Outlander, which I Well, didn't let's, say let's it's good go chrono-
2: chronologically cuz uh we had one a real winner before Outlander, which is The Gifted. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah. Which we brought up Burn Notice, so I feel like it so especially ties it.
0: In. Yeah, so Matt Nix who created Burn Notice is now the the showrunner on The Gifted, which is the a mutant show coming out on Fox this fall. Um, So it's like kind of set in the X-Men universe, but due to the constraints of television budget, the X-Men and the Brotherhood of Mutants have disappeared for some reason. And now they're stuck with a whole bunch of uh, really easily filmable mutant powers that whenever they manifest, usually result in just light bulbs breaking. There are so many (laughs) light bulbs breaking that episode. My God, if you have magnetic powers, if you have transportation powers if you have telekinetic powers light bulbs are doomed
2: no matter (laughs) what you do. Like, there should be a person whose power is to just be able to to make light bulbs, make, because like, I feel like they'd be in really, really high demand. It's, now. it's easy visual appeal, yeah, which is what they're clearly going for. And if he could just make light bulbs, and then, like, they can blow them up, man, and they just have a... <sighs> keeps on going. It creates itself. It looks really generic. Like, it's very generic. Really,
0: really generic, with just, like, generic TV-attractive people. Like there there are good people on there. Like Stephen is good and um Amy Acker, but it did not look like a particularly good show.
2: It had Hot People and Powers, which actually is a premise for a show. Like that that combo, that can just win. And you can make entire successful T V series off that combination. No. But it's true. uh I don't know about it. I don't know if
0: I'd watch it. Yeah. And I mean part of the reason I wasn't super excited about it. I mean, despite Matt Nix, I really like Matt Nix, but uh, Brian Singer directed the pilot, and I'm just, I'm ready for someone other than Singer to be kind of shepherding the X-Men franchise at this point, so I don't know. Didn't look particularly great, but... Was there another panel after that? There
1: was Outlander, <laughs> oh, there which was right, Outlander, you I, right. I have a panel that's more interesting than that. Please <laughs> talk about that. Uh, talk about a good so panel. Talk about something. Good oh, I mean, I here. slept through Outlander, so I didn't. I didn't really want to go into uh, it. You were the
0: smarter one. Um,
1: mm. I went to the Hey Arnold panel, continuing on my my love for the Nickelodeon booth. I went to the Hey Arnold panel yeah. this morning uh, because, for the fans that don't know, the show is Craig Bartlett is bringing the show back for the final movie uh, because he ended. He basically ended the season 15 years ago on a cliffhanger because we start to learn about Arnold's parents. Oh. Um, yeah, we know that they're alive, and they're in, a, uh, in like, a rainforest somewhere. Oh, what? They're yeah. alive? Yes. Uh, it's me. very similar to, I feel like there was one Spider... I, I don't know if it was live action or animated, where he started to learn where his parents actually were.
0: Oh, well, I mean, wasn't that, like, a deleted scene from Amazing Spider-Man 2? Like, there's a subplot about his parents maybe still being alive, and, then like, they even filmed a scene Yes, with Peter's okay. dad. They got cut because yeah, yeah, yeah. they had some sense of how to make that movie less terrible
1: uh yeah but but arnold is actually doing it in a very good way uh so they had the, uh most of the original voice cast back uh and they're fantastic and we got to see a clip it's done in this weird art style i'm i'm sure you can look it up afterward it's not weird um it's i think the it's animated by the same studio that did uh phineas and ferb Okay. Because it's it's it has that that very very similar kind of glossy color palette. Oh, interesting. Um like
0: was it distractingly different from the original Harold? Uh
1: it's not that it was distra- it wasn't different that it was distracting it was so it was so close to Phineas and Ferb and that's what kind of distracted me. Okay. Um but it was great. They have every it's uh the way that Craig Bartlett described it and the clip that he showed us was very accurate. It's just like a fan like it's made for the fans. Mm-hmm. The clip that he showed us had almost every cameo of every character in its like, like three-season run. And it was amazing. You got to see Stoop Kid came back. Choco Boy came back. Pigeon Man came back. Uh, Monkey Man came back, who I completely even forgot about. Yeah, I don't remember Monkey Man. Uh, he was like a bad Batman. Oh, okay. Keeping it on topic with Batman talk. <laughs> um... Well, that's what we're here for. <laughs> And then, uh, like, every, like, the, the lounge singer was there because the, uh, the principal became a lounge singer. Uh, oh, the, different than Dina Spamoni? That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. N- uh, yeah, yeah, because he was there. The baseball player was there. Uh, the gym teacher who lost his mojo was back. It, like, every single person that cameoed in the show was back, and it was amazing. Uh, and so we got to see, like, a 10-minute clip, and I'm mm-hmm. su- it's a two-hour movie. It comes out next year. No, this year soon okay, it comes out eventually and everyone should go watch it because it's great and it's Everyone Arnold everyone, go, everyone loves Harold. Hey Arnold
0: yeah getting that plug in early already the Harold yeah. hey Arnold movie that won't be out for another
1: for some s- time six months well, cause so. if, I don't know if anyone saw or remembers that there was another Hey Arnold movie that I was, do remember that was not great I saw parts of it never wa. it was my, my mom who listens to this podcast um, still tries to uh, make me feel horrible about dragging her to that movie because it was the first time. Because it's happened a few times now. The first time we had the entire theater to ourselves, yeah. and that should have been a great indication. Because it was like the Sunday the movie came out was when we had this, uh, and it was it was great. It was a great experience. My mom and I did a lot of bonding that day. Mm-hmm. She loved it. I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. To this day, she's like, man, that one
2: day we went to go watch
1: that. really That was that was the peak movie. of our of our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I had
2: that with my dad, but we lucked out, and it wound up being Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh,
1: man. My mom <laughs> banned that movie from our apart, from our house from how much she hated it. But, uh, yeah, we were the only I ones in the
2: theater, it. and we were like, oh, this is probably an indication that this is an awful movie, and it's possibly one of the silliest movies I've ever Love seen. It. But isn't Kung it, like, Pao. deliberately bad? Yes. I have not
0: seen
1: it, I have to admit. It's a uh, – what move? TV show does the same thing? It's an – Oh, uh, it's uh, like Space Coast, coast to coast. It's okay. a bad '70s kung fu film that's redubbed for like just like comedy sake.
0: What is? Is Kevin Nealon in that? I don't know. The, I watched this one. In, like, I couldn't tell you who's in it. <laughs> Okay, that has nothing to do with it. Anything. <laughs> no.
2: Just those those magical movies that you watch with your parents when you're the only ones in the theater. Yeah, everyone has that kind of memory in there. Uh, sometimes you you lose a little with uh, Hey Arnold, apparently, and sometimes you win. With I the enjoyed killer. it at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone won. Yes. And then someone lost a lot, and
0: that was <laughs> my mom. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you can take her to go see uh, Batman and Harley. It's be much nice. better, and she oh. have a, such a
1: <laughs> Chris. You are nailing it. It I'm, took 45 episodes, but you got it down. I'm, work, I'm working
0: really hard and getting good get on these segues here. Uh, mm. But, I mean, we, we probably should talk about Batman and Hardy a little bit. So Still let, a little bit. We Let's try and, as best we can, go spoiler-free, which is going to be hard to do because, um, I mean, I guess the one surprise, I wouldn't really call it a spoiler, this is a, like a flat-out comedy. Yeah.
1: Which I was not expecting. Uh, similar to, because we, we kind of had... I think it fits very well in kind of what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks with um, Batman not trusting his villains to oh, reform. Wow. Actually, yeah, it's really convenient. <laughs> we just did all those episodes and now we're watching this. Yeah, because uh, the the basic plot of the episode is Poison Ivy's up to no good to kind of help beat her Batman and Nightwing recruit Harley because Harley knows Ivy best. Yeah, yeah. Um, to help take her down.
0: Yeah, so it's similar to Harlequinade, but now it's Poison yes. Ivy. Very similar Joker. to Harlequinade. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I mean, I was not expecting it to be as funny as it was. It was yeah. It was really uh, funny. Because
1: we also just talked about um, the Joker episode that I already forgot, Conman King episode. Make him laugh. Make him laugh. Where we got to see Paul Dini kind of bring in his tiny Tune power, or mm. his, his tiny Tune writing skills, and the director bring in the Animaniac style. But this was just, like, a, a great comedy. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, so the Q&A afterwards, someone basically asked Bruce Tim like, why why do a comedy? And one of his responses was, well, after the Killing Joke, he wanted to do something completely different, and so he really went down this route. And I, I mean, how did you guys feel about it being much more comedic in tone? Do you think it worked?
2: Oh, I loved it. I thought it was it reminded me of the old batman for sure that definitely had a lot of humor like the 60s to it batman right yeah, yeah, yeah there's a Adam lot West. of poles in there yeah, yeah. and the villains in, in those they aren't they aren't truly villainous they're more of like goofy and chaos causing yeah. and that definitely felt a lot more of that was present in this than like you you see modern Batman now and you're looking at The Dark Knight and the Joker and you have this like incredibly ruthless and brutal character none of that in this it was much more lighthearted and it was a, it was a great story
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that they definitely um did a really good job of not for lack of a ter- better term, they don't break Batman's character, but they bend him yeah,
4: that's in, the way putting
3: in, it yeah. in ways that are just really funny. And they put him in situations, again, without spoilers, that you you, you have to laugh. And being in the audience was great because, you know, it's... it's I, I haven't had that laugh-out-loud moment in a long time. And, especially in a DC film. Oh, oh, God, especially in a DC film. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I mean, there's some chuckle-worthy moments in Wonder Woman, you know? That's a huge stretch. It's a huge improvement the,
3: from what the, we were getting. Ch- one chuckling one. versus like actively laughing yeah. at jokes. Yeah, it was. It was really, really funny. It was really, really good. I thought.
0: So I'm curious because Cameron, you basically asked me right after the movie got out, um, what, uh, who do you think this is for? Because it's it's, it's it's a weird tone. So it's a PG-13 movie, and they definitely push it. There's like more mm-hmm. violence. There's
1: more like. Yeah, and the very Zach, first in yeah, Death, in the very yeah. first fight scene we see blood. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, this is not yeah. the animated series, right? And yeah, that was that was a big indication of like, okay, this is more adult. But then there are those more kiddish jokes, and I'm glad that people addressed it in the Q and A. Of uh, there's a fart joke in this. There's a fart joke in a Batman yeah. episode. Like a long yeah, fart that joke. works. Yeah, and <laughs> like, I, it was that moment where I'm just like, I don't know who this is for. But afterwards, after uh, Bruce kind of explained it, I'm like okay it's still for everyone this is i mean it has more adult themes it's not as adult as killing joke no um but it is a little more adult than um the animated series a little more than justice league j l u um
0: it I, I know
1: for me, it felt like it was
0: geared towards us like kids who grew up on the show are now adults, and so you can watch this and you can see the references and you can feel. Like that, that bond with the show because it's like right there, very visually. But then everything is pushed a little bit farther. Like the stuff you couldn't ever see on the show, you get to put in there now, and I, I enjoyed it because it, it felt connected but very different.
1: So, mm-hmm. um, we also, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, I've I've talked about her a few times in the podcast because throughout college, she was my my Batman confidant. We were, she was the only person I was really able to talk nerd with on a, a full scale level, and I'm very excited that she's finally going to be on the podcast at least for a little bit. Uh, Lauren Sadi is here. We're gonna. I'm gonna Yay! Give
4: Hello,
0: <laughs> Lauren. What did you think?
4: <laughs> it was awesome. I really liked seeing Nightwing again
1: oh yeah yeah we Uh,
0: always 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 need more nightwing yes
1: nightwing so much nightwing (laughs) uh i i haven't met a bigger nightwing fan besides you lauren oh wait hang on this is interesting so lauren's next to todd todd is probably the biggest nightwing fan i know last comic-con i cosplayed as nightwing that's awesome that was that was a thing uh well lauren for this premiere you were harley did you like this interpretation of harley Compared to other, because I mean, we, we can kind of go into the voice for a second. Yeah, it's, um, it's Melissa yeah, Roush. It's not It's from Strong. Yeah, it's Bernadette from Big Bang Theory. Uh, it took me a little bit to kind of adjust to it, especially after just binging all of the animated series. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you like this interpretation compared to others?
4: I liked it. Ms. I <laughs> kind of liked you guys said earlier. Um, since it was PG-13, is more adult. I like that she was able to cuss more. It just was a little bit more relatable. She just seemed a little bit more grown up. And I thought that seemed a lot more like Harley. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, there was an edge to her, which and actually kind of worked in favor they had Melissa Rauch. Because Arlene Sorkin always played it with a bit of a sweetness and maybe a little bit of an innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got, we
1: got one puddin'. That's true.
0: Yeah, um, used really well. But yeah, this she had. I don't know. There was a, a grit to her voice that I think wasn't there before. I think it actually worked yeah. pretty well here. You could tell she's done time. Yeah, she. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's kind of she's come out of prison and she's a new she's a new lady.
0: Yeah, she's she's a little bit bitter, understandably so. Trying to make her way in the world and it's mm-hmm. not going quite the way she expected. Yeah,
1: and and they give reason to that, which I also really enjoyed. Uh, Bruce Timm said this is kind of in continuity. He considers it in continuity. Yes, and we yeah. we can kind of see that. I, I see this as a few years after um, Dark or after uh, New Batman Adventures because yeah. this does have uh, uh, Nightwing in it. It has Nightwing now with, uh, with short hair.
0: That was brought up. Someone pointed out that he no longer has that terrible mullet. Yes,
1: fans were split on that decision. Yeah, they,
0: they were. There was I some... love the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the mullet. Oh, see, there Ooh, we go. Tension,
4: oh. debate. tension. Debate.
0: Oh my God. Be the Sco- We're having our first Tim Talk Live fight. Yeah.
1: No, 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 the second one. This would be the first one since the Scooby Doo bait? God damn it. Don't fucking talk to me about Scooby Doo right now, man. But I mean, kind of bring up Scooby Doo. This did feel like you said it, it felt very 60s. I, I felt this connected a lot to um, the new Scooby Doo movies when they would have. Batman and Robin on because yeah. it was kind of it was it was a very cartoony cartoon it it yeah. felt like a a, a long episode mm-hmm. especially with the ending which is a very different which we'll, we'll talk about later yeah uh but it was it was very interesting and, and you know the whole thing was just kind of a, a, a fresh look on characters that we've that we personally have been talking about for almost a year now. Yeah, getting really close to that.
0: Yeah. It it kind of reminds me of, like, the Marvel Universe a little bit, like the MCU, in the sense that you can get something like the um, like the Netflix shows, which, like, push things darker, but it's still set in that same kind of tonal thing. Or you can get, like, an Ant-Man, which is, like, much more comedy-based than, <clears throat> like, an Iron Man movie, but it still has that same sort of tone. I feel like that's kind of what they were going for here a little bit. Yeah. And, and Bruce
1: Timm even talked about that, where he said this, when they pitched this to DTV... Um, this was meant to be kind of their "quote unquote" guardians, mm-hmm. where they had these kind of serious movies. Especially the last movie was super serious. Oh yeah. Um, and then they just wanted to kind of come out of the gates with something fun and catchy. And there were there were two songs in this, which are great Did songs. I don't know up? if they're original. No, I haven't yet. I don't know if they if anyone has it any in the, in the information I yet. I can look on IMDb. We could just talk. Um, oh just talk. God, riff. Oh no. Um, <laughs> the pressure's on. <laughs> Uh, you have other
0: people to riff with. It's fine.
1: Yeah, but it was it was you know like, like we said, I'm. It's hard to talk about this and not go into spoilers because that's all we do on this podcast. Um, but everyone did great. There there were some big surprises. There's a lot of um things DC related that I really didn't know. Do do we want to go into the the other main villain? Because we all know Poison oh, Ivy. Oh well, yeah,
0: I mean that's that's been announced. Yeah, um, the Floronic. Yes. Floronic Man. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Laronics. Jason yes. Woodrow.
1: Woodrow, yes. who Who's voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Yes. Who is great. He is great. He's he he so got great. very mediocre applause at the panel. to kind of upset me. I, I don't know if people necessarily know how many
0: things he he's, did and he, how was many he, he was Joker. He was Joker at one point. He, yeah, that's right. And uh, The Batman. Yeah. He's the Joker. Yeah. And he's, I mean, Kevin Michael Richardson, I'm going to try and, I mean,
1: it, it's silly to try and even list all Any the things. Any deep he, voice is usually him. Done. If it's not Joe, if it's not Magiano, then it's usually Kevin Michael Richardson. With
3: with the with the with the people holding back on the the applause, I, it felt to me like they were just okay. Where's Kevin Conroy? Where's Bruce Tim? Yeah, like that's that's all we care about. Bring them out. Other talent, cool, yay, whatever. I know there was Bruce Tim, Kevin Conroy. I want them now.
0: Not enough love for Padgett Brewster, who I absolutely adore. I've mentioned her before in regards to the thrilling adventure hour, but she is absolutely one of my all time. Biggest celebrity crushes. And she's oh, she's so damn
2: funny. So I have a thing on the the Floronic Man. Okay. Uh, so he was a believable villain. I won't talk about what he was doing at all, mm-hmm. but more about what the uh, the voice actor. What's his name? Kevin Michael Richardson. Kevin Michael Richardson. Uh, what he felt like he was bringing to it, mm-hmm. which was it's this it's this big villain and he's a brute, but he felt like he was going to bring intelligence to the villain. And in all honesty, I felt like that brought such like depth to this big hulking beast, which usually you expect them to be stupid, just because that's a trope in almost everything. Yeah. And he decided to speak with like cleverness. Yeah, mm-hmm. clarity. He was he was on point uh with everything that he said and you just actually understood this villain. And I think villains are really important to Batman movies. Like they, they, are, they make or yeah. break the movie.
0: Well and especially here where one of the villains is a hero in regards to Harley.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, my only wish for this movie is my wish for every DC or DTV, DC movie for the past couple of years is I wish they would just spend more time on the animation. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to ask
3: you about that. Actually. This is
1: on par, if not worse than a normal animated episode. I, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. It's not, it's not sloppy.
0: Like some of the really bad old episodes are, but it's not sharp.
3: It yeah, felt either. choppy to me in a lot of cases. I actually – some of the the fight scenes were a little bit smoother, but – Yeah, the fight scenes are pretty smooth Well, fluid. we also
1: know uh, Stan Liu is known for his action scenes. He, yeah, he, right. The, the director came out and said in the interview that um, he didn't feel super comfortable doing a comedy yeah. because he's much more rooted in and action. I, I think the, the
0: fight sequences were really, really great all the way through. But, like, I know one moment that, that caught my attention was at one point the Batmobile was driving across a bridge and it's clearly just a static... They did the same yeah. thing
1: with the Batwing. Yeah. It's, and I was... And, and if you I, think
0: back to, like, you know, the animated series, like, they animated every frame of that. And, like, it's this gorgeous motion. And even fluid if they motion. didn't,
1: it was a beautiful, like, painting. Yeah. Because we have those super close-ups of, of oh, Batman's face. Yeah, exactly. That are, are a little odd, but they add a lot. And I, I don't think it would have fit in this... But it, it's still they in the series they did unique things with it. It yeah.
3: felt it felt very very flat, like literally flat. Mm-hmm. Um, there there wasn't a very good sense of perspective, I thought. Um, and like I said, yes, yeah, so a lot of the movement just felt choppy, like like it was skipping frames almost.
1: I I noticed at the beginning. I think this was a compression thing, not an Maybe. animation thing. Could be. Um, and it it also could have been the screen we were watching it on. But there was moments that were uh, we were getting. Um, I don't remember the word for it, but uh, blocks of pixels were freezing. Okay. Um, Shouldn't you know the word for it? I should, because I used <laughs> to have to try and replicate that style, yeah. which was a pain in the ass. Being an animator, all. Um, but it was just just bad clipping. But again, that that's a compression thing. I'm sure they'll fix that for DVD release and Blu-ray release and and the direct fat download. of that release. Yeah, yeah. the fat and stuff. <laughs> Can can I ask
3: actually, Cameron? Let me ask you a question about the animation. Oh no! All right. Um, it, don't worry; it doesn't require any technical terms. Spot. I don't think. So, being the massive Nightwing fan that I am,
1: mm-hmm.
3: that um, sounded like
0: it was thrown out as like a challenge to Lauren. Lauren, how, how do you? <laughs> I didn't
3: say I was the biggest
0: Nightwing fan ever. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. being a massive Nightwing fan. Mm-hmm. There
4: can be two.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: there, there are two. Kid, there, there are, only there are no one. more than two Nightwing fans. <laughs> um, you know. It's a different character model for Nightwing, but the, the thing that bugged me, I'm going to call it, is... So he had the, the, the typical...
0: Hair. No, actually, okay. the hair bugged me too, but not this much. Was it that they never really showed off his butt at any point? Yes. That, no, that <laughs> Lauren and I are nodding,
3: yes, that was a problem Yes, okay, yeah. okay, maybe a little, a little bit. I actually got into a debate about his butt on the convention floor earlier today. <laughs> um, but no, his eyes...
1: So oh, he had the, the white
3: outline? He had the typical DC, like, Batman mask, white eyes. But they had, like, the circles drawn in for the eyes. And they did it for Harley, but she had her blue eyes. But for, for Dick, it was just the outline. It was white on white. It almost felt like they forgot to color them
1: in. I, I think it was a lazy move on the animators. Lazy is a strong word. Uh, A fighting word. Fighting word. (laughs) Because you know they're all going to listen to this. Fighting words. No, I think it's easier on them because the other the other way to do it is do the Deadpool style where it's just a very animated face and a lot of eyebrow movement and eye kind of distortion and especially in uh, there's a scene between him and Harley uh, which we won't dive too deep into. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, in the beginning of the film uh, where he's like trying not to look at her. And instead of, like, drawing the head at a different angle or kind of making his eyes look like they're in a different spot, they just kind of shifted the eyeballs over. They, they, they used the eyeballs to do that. Okay. Oh, that makes okay. sense as a, a it, reason yeah. for it. It's a bigger thing in anime, I feel like, because usually uh, in most animation, it's very noticeable in anime, mm-hmm. um, they, only will, they will only animate things that need to move, and sure. everything else will always just stay perfectly static. Right. you see it in, in a lot of cartoons um movie animated movies are a little better about about fixing it, especially 3d because you can just automatically generate that stuff um but yeah i think that was their kind of work around was just got it that makes it, that, this that, that... move the thing that we can move in after effects yeah. and not <laughs> no, redraw. That...
3: It, it makes sense it it was just it was just bugging me yeah
0: mm-hmm. no that was fair it threw me off a little bit too and that does make sense an explanation and i was thinking that nightwing has to do a lot of to it like the emotional work but i mean again this is my really spoiler he's the kind of bridging point between batman and harley right absolutely like he has to kind of encourage batman to kind of
1: well we we've be talked about exciting. this a lot before and i'm really glad that they they really showed this uh with his interaction with harley uh nightwing is what bruce wants kind of he's just a better bruce. he's a better batman he's a batman yeah. that can see the light yeah he trusts kind of he doesn't trust his villains He believes his villains can be better, Mm -hmm. and we've we've like we've mentioned multiple times before. Batman says he wants that, but he can't trust himself to trust the villains. Yeah, he's been he's been hurt too many times. Chris, he always has to have his contingency. Yes, he does.
0: Yeah. No, so I I liked that they plus it's just their dynamic is so much fun, and I, I think they they did a great job bringing that back again from the animated series here, just letting them be really playful with each other. But there is still like a little bit of that. Fatherly kind of attitude Batman has towards Nightwing all the mm-hmm. way through. I mean, I mean, at this point, should we just go ahead and start talking some, some spoilers and then we'll figure yeah, out, let's, let's we'll go figure out later on how we'll deal with that? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we want to talk about spoiler wise? I just throw that uh, out there Holy in there. shit, Robin guys. <laughs> and, or, uh, sorry, Nightwing and Harley fucked. Okay, On wait, screen. Wait, hang on. I, I want to get a consensus on this here. Did they actually
1: fuck? I mean, we, we saw the world's greatest detectives' reaction to this. Which I loved how they how they framed that scene. So,
3: so so to describe this, it's just it goes to Batman's perspective of looking at Oh well
1: first we'll set up the scene. Sorry, set up the scene. Uh we have Nightwing tied to Harley's bed uh with duct There's- tape
0: okay yeah nightwing tries to recruit harley they get into a fist fight no i don't want to i don't she, care about that part she the knocks, story. Knocks, <laughs> he's trying to there's a what, great
3: fight between nightwing yeah, and, and harley she a she great fight
0: and, and ties him up and yeah, yeah now uh, you can explain camera yeah so as
1: as he's explain it slowly as he's and just drop <laughs> as voice he's tied up octaves. um we harley uh meanders oh that's not a sexy word <laughs>
0: meanders
1: i mean all all (laughs) of my all of my
0: slash fiction most of it involving dick grayson to be fair start with him meandering meandering somewhere somewhere. someone
1: meandering into his room i'm sorry i've never read 50 shades of (laughs) gray i feel like it really helped me in this moment um harley characters either sashay or meander in this case it's a meander um harley gives him a nice little strip tease uh and she's basically like after prison it's been it's been very hard she works at super superhero hooters yeah um so she gives him a strip tease she's like i need sex now and you're not gonna say no that's the exact dialogue too it's it's very (laughs) it's it's very that very subtle yeah um so then they turn out the lights Batman has this whole separate scene where he's talking about he's the world's greatest detective and just yeah. completely shutting down Argus so agents which is so great. So yeah. Uh, so then he he breaks he's about to break into the apartment cuz he hears Robin and Harley screaming or uh, Nightwing and Harley screaming, then he hears laughing and he's like god damn it. And you know exactly <laughs> at that moment he knows what's going yeah. on. So he opens the door and then it's this beautiful three uh three cut scene. Where he looks at them, and then a cut to the the bro, the ripped off duct tape that was on the bed. That post. Was, yeah, that was holding Dick, and then it's a, a cut to the various Harley Quinn outfits. Multiple Harley Quinn outfits, mind Harley Harley outfits. you. Yeah. In
3: this scene, both Nightwing and Harley Quinn are fully clothed.
0: There, yeah, she's in her classic costume. She's in her class,
3: yeah. but there's at least two different costumes on the floor.
0: Yeah, so so he's a three timer man. <laughs> I mean, stick racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the the reason I asked if they actually fucked or not, was because it the rest of the the movie, Nightwing keeps trying to say things like no, but we didn't that sort of thing, and like. Harley's like, or he makes it kind of like, oh, like you never made out with a super villain referring to Batman, that sort of thing. <laughs> and so it felt like they almost were like trying to kind of like after the fact, be like,
2: no, no, they didn't actually do it. So right after when they're in the car, mm-hmm. she does say, you make out with a guy for 20 minutes. She, yeah. And they think they own you. And yeah. I feel like that's very specific language to have you not know i guess what so. happened yeah i
0: it, it felt like they were trying to then they made it very clear and then they felt like they're trying to end make it more ambiguous after the fact
1: but i don't know uh i wanted to ask the group because you probably have a better answer than i do how many villains has batman made out with justin we'll, we'll stick to just animated okay um phantasm uh yeah okay phantasm talia
0: catwoman, catwoman. talia i don't think he ever made out with poison ivy uh no because in in the live action movie yes yeah but not in um no sorry rubber lips
1: sexy sexy rubber (laughs) lips
0: (laughs) chris O'Donnell, sexy rubber lips sock Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) nothing sexier than sock (laughs) with meandering i forgot about sock (laughs) meandering over to the washing machine i'm I'm trying to think (laughs) who
0: who else in the animated series i feel like it's, it's those three
1: right i feel like yeah i feel like it just might be three trying to think if there's anyone else in the new Batman adventures
0: that he makes out with.
1: Just villains. Or, um... There's
0: probably at least one more somewhere yeah, in well, we'll the it I, that I'm missing out on. But, um, yeah. It's only those three.
3: Doesn't he make out with technically Ra's ghoul in Batman Beyond? Uh... Because she, oh. she's... Spoilers for years from now when you get to Batman Beyond, but... Because basically, raish is in
0: Talia's body. Yeah, uh, that might happen. I don't remember. I'm thinking just physical.
1: This is only a physical relationship, so it's still Talia. Sure. There's no emotion in Batman. Sure. After he had his heart broken by Phantasm, there's no emotion anymore.
0: It's all gone. Yeah. So, okay, I I do have a question. Actually, I I think, Lauren, you maybe can help me answer this best. All right. Did you find this movie... A little sexist,
4: maybe a little bit. The super babes part.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It just it, it was very, uh, uh, very objectifying to a lot of the women characters, and I don't know how I feel about that.
4: Uh, like what part? I can't remember well, off so, the top of uh, my head.
0: The super babes thing. Yeah, which, I mean they kind of then turn that on its head by yeah. like showing how all the men are like super leery and that sort of thing. But then they also tried
3: to make it okay.
0: They try to make it okay, but also like pretty much the exact next scene it's like harley's bending over in her underwear oh yeah there there's a
4: lot of booty yeah <laughs> a lot of booty and, shots and, and it's
0: well animated booty i'm not gonna say it's not but it's i don't know the best just,
1: animation in that whole movie just, yeah
0: that is true i don't know it just i it it felt a little bit weird to me it was like it was like real strong male gaze the whole thing
4: no yeah i i definitely agree with that there's too many booty close-up shots i don't think there was any <laughs> real point in that yeah yeah but I mean, I still enjoyed it.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's still great. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that wasn't just me. Maybe maybe it's just you and I. But then I again, I, yeah. I,
3: I also kind of had that that okay. that that slightly sexist feeling where I'm like, okay, wait, where are they gonna go with this? Because this could this could turn out. Not great. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they, tr- they tried to make it better. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Harley kicks the guy who, who goes to grab her ass, he kick, kicks his ass, breaks his arm or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Right. And, and they definitely have scenes in which I think they, they tried to empower both her and Ivy. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but... They do have a great fight scene at the end. They do have a great fight yeah. scene at I, the end. I, I did... Sorry, you finish your point, point. then I want to ask another <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, you
3: no, know, the point is pretty much there. I, like, I think they tried to make it better. I would want to watch it again before I said definitively whether or not they were successful enough for me to be like, yeah, no, they, they made it better. I Do I think they did my gut? Not really, but...
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question... So we know, I thought about this during the the Nightwing-Harley fight. Um, We know all the superheroes have um, Wildcat as kind of their basic martial arts trainer. Mm -hmm. Do the villains have, like, a basic martial arts trainer? Because we see, like, Harley going toe-to-toe with Nightwing. And Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, And I'm wondering... Actually, actually
0: that says a lot, because that means that... Poison Ivy's also got to be pretty damn solid. If yeah,
1: so I imagine there's someone that's, like, just a permanent resident in Arkham that just oh. is, like, training them on their on their gym time. Like, the anti-wildcat. They, okay, they
0: reference Lady Shiva in this, but I don't think Lady Shiva ever pops up in the rest of the DCAU, does she? Does
1: I, she, pop think up in she has,
0: I think she's in JLU. Is she in the um, the Cage Fight episode with yes. Black Canary? Is she in? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know Roulette is, but it's lady shiva though uh, hold on
1: i'm trying to remember who exactly lady shiva is lady shiva is like a, a master assassin she's not part of the league of assassins though uh was she in the mr terrific episode not mr terrific um the guy that can escape from any contraption
0: oh um that's not terrific that's he's from, um, he's a um, he's a new god or he's from yes
1: yeah he, he's from
0: the new gods mr miracle yes thank you i don't th- well no she went because she's she's
1: oh that's big Bertha. never mind yeah
0: big barda uh, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if she's there. She's referenced. She exists. Maybe she's the one who's doing all that. Mm-hmm. But in Arkham though, I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's a good story we could write.
0: <laughs> What's the other thing we had to write?
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Fans. T- Todd, what was the other thing we had to write? <laughs> oh no, it was the condiment was king. The condiment. The condiment. Yeah. Oh, the condiment yeah. king. Condiment king. His origin story. Team up. <laughs> Team up.
4: Condiment King origin story. Do it.
1: No, that's perfect. Yes. Gonna, give Condiment King an
0: origin story. We'll introduce the martial arts trainer to the villains in Arkham. She'll train Condiment King. He'll come out of it a fully functioning, deadly villain, mm-hmm. and then he'll immediately get killed by a bus.
1: No, not Condiment King. <laughs> I do want to, sorry, before, I don't mean to, to cut you off, as always. <laughs> <Cut> um, off. <laughs> uh, just super quick jump back to Young Justice, because there was a joke <laughs> that the creators made that I really loved. Uh, for the people who haven't watched the series, a big villain, uh, reoccurring villain, is Sportsmaster, and yes. I love the way they described him because they're like, "Yes, we we needed an enforcer for the light because they're the reason they chose those villains is they wanted to bring in the villains that could kind of that had the most resources." Was their way of describing it, and they're like, well, "What about Sportsmaster?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, he's just a blue collar Deathstroke." Yep, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, that is." The perfect definition of who he is, (laughs) and I love that. That is absolutely Uh, perfect. Now, now we can jump back. What were you going to say, Lauren? Before you you were
0: rudely interrupted by Cameron. So rude!
4: Uh, What were we talking about? It's not the first time. Villains Villains martial arts. So I like to imagine in Arkham they have um, little classes that they do. Oh, <laughs> oh, so my. they have like a martial arts class, maybe some knitting, some painting. Yeah.
1: I want it to be an underground fight
0: club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Ar- Arkham is so poorly run that they would think that would be a good idea. Like, oh, we'll like do a martial arts class. It'll like you know mindfulness.
4: Simulate them. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. It'll teach them discipline. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just makes the breakouts that much easier. Yeah. So I feel like the, the other sequence that we should talk about, probably the other like the big kind of reveal sequence, is amazing. Is uh, Harley leads them out to a bar to try and find an informant. Oh, this was is- oh my god, yes! It's a henchman bar out on the outskirts of Bloodhaven, and I, this is just how my brain works. I I see everything gay. I thought they were going to walk into a gay bar because <laughs> Harley makes a joke about Batman and Robin. She always thought that they were a couple, so I thought that's where they were going, and it wasn't that. But it's a bar filled with all of the henchmen
1: from. From New Batman Adventures and... Uh, In the animated series. How did... How did uh,
0: uh, B-Toss?
1: B-Toss. b For the people who already hate us, who make <laughs> you hate us more, we will now refer to Batman the Animated Series as B-Tass. Yeah, we're just going to b
3: test. Well, one of you has to do B-Tass, the other has to do B-Tass. I'll b <laughs>
0: Although, this is poor timing, because we've just ended B-Tass. I know. I mean, we're going to reference it for <laughs> That's a while. True. from this point on. We've we'll always referred to it as b Yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's, um, I'm trying to think of the people I recognize. W- w- what's the Captain Clown? Yes, it's the, the robot. robot Captain Clown, and the
1: robot from... The
0: robot assistant. From, from Hard Axe Heart- They're dancing together, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhino, so he's the, the big guy in the, the, the hat. Yeah, that's Scarface's henchmen. Uh, there were a couple versions of the Joker henchmen. So there's the guys. I think the I forget their names, but they look like two of the Stooges, and they have like just the black bodysuits and white face paint. Yeah,
1: early henchmen.
0: Early henchmen. Yeah. Um,
1: who were the twins? The
0: twins weren't those Two Face henchmen, right? Were the I mean, it would make sense. He had the two the two twins and like one other henchman. Yeah, because there's a weird there's a weird thing. It's a great song. So they're yeah they're singing a song in the club and it's a it's a romantic song they're kind of singing to each other because they like they're talking mm-hmm. about like would you love me and proposals and that sort of thing like this is kind of a weird tone and then like one gets down on the ground with a microphone in his hand basically at cock level it's like they're doing a
1: yeah it was a blowjob reference. it was definitely blowjob yes that's exactly what it was in
3: this cartoon
1: yeah um did you so so after they so they the reason they go to the bar is they're trying to find a poison ivy henchman who mm-hmm. would know where she is uh, and the henchman is like, oh, he has one uh, demand to get the location. Did you think they were going to go back to uh, JLU. Uh, JLU and have Batman sing his song again? I didn't think they were going to have him sing, but I feel like that must have been a reference to that yeah. moment. I was, I was hoping they were going to make Batman do something. Yeah. Because they do have the small joke where like one of the henchmen buys him a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they do make a bunch of Boy Scout references. They do, which is yeah. fun.
0: And I think that those two guys were kind of harassing him. I don't think they ever popped up in the animated series, but they're like classic 1960s Catwoman henchmen. i trying to think who else
1: was who else was in there. It, they, so they, he said, or Bruce Timm came out and said that there was no one specific they wanted. They just were pulling the villains, they, the henchmen they thought yeah, looked like the, the coolest. Yeah, the rat face guy. He popped up in something
0: recently. Mm-hmm. um the it's going to be in the new Batman adventures but is that the, I don't even remember that weird episode with like the giant mutated, um, farm animals. And there's like some like old farmer guy and his like
1: corn fed daughter. And like, she was in there dancing with someone I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like we said, there's a lot of humor that comes out of this and we do see like Batman kind of tapping his tapping to the, to the beat of Harley's song mm-hmm. and nightwing kind of gives him this look and he's smiling and he just like crosses his arms and it's, there's so much fun, character moments in this movie. We all, I think, we can all agree. We highly recommend this one. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Easy, easy recommendation. Yeah,
0: because they've been generally not very good of late. I was gonna say I, I couldn't recommend the last
1: couple. No.
0: No, no, not. But this one, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I mean, not just if you're a fan of the animated series, which I'm assuming you are. If yeah. If you suffered
1: that, for the last 45 episodes. The, but, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, they because, like, they have the raunchiness, they have, you know, a hookup between Nightlight and Harley, and they have, like, some swearing in there, they have the violence, they have, like, these adult jokes and, like, all these other references. It does feel like an escalation of all these things.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, it's fun. We all like it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I just wrapped it up when I didn't no, mean to okay. wrap it up. Any, <laughs> any
0: other things you guys want to talk about about the movie? And then we'll we'll do, like, a, a, a plug S thing at the end here,
2: but... I have one quick question that's yes, not please. related to the movie at all. Okay. All right. You mentioned Condiment King getting hit by a bus. Yes. What color color smear does he leave on the pavement?
0: Ooh. Um
2: well, what uh I mean orange. he's a condiment.
0: It's orange? Well, cuz it would be red and yellow. He's got ketchup and mustard.
2: May- Mayo is a condiment. Yeah, but he does pickle he, and he does it? This is this is a
1: mayo hating podcast. I'm yeah, stating it now. Yeah, yeah was, if you like mayo, then get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I that, I made a comment. I was super happy that the Conway King didn't have a mayo gun because that would have been too far. That would have been really just fucking disgusting.
2: Yes. Yeah. So orange, orange. It leaves an orange <laughs> smear it's on an the orange, pavement. It's an orange smear. Yeah. That's a great visual.
1: My my, that's my
2: main question. I want. <laughs>
1: if, you, if you remember, um, what was it called in the '90s? They had the like the crazy ketchup. Oh, I want I wanted it to purple be ketchup? I wanted to be that purple.
0: Oh, I, I seem to have oh. forgotten this. It's it d- beautiful. Good.
1: It was a good. It's good, always on color. those like
3: you know you grew up in the '90s. Yeah, like things. Buzzfeed, lit, Buzzfeed
1: yeah. beauty. Yeah, Ew. clickbait crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. Ugh. Ew um yeah that's what i want that's thought, what i want to call any other thoughts movie
0: um Comic-Con?
3: life life the universe and everything mm-hmm. um no I, th- I thought the 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 movie was really good i definitely enjoyed it it was a it was a nice departure from dark and broody and angsty absolutely because we've had
1: so much of that lately mm-hmm. yeah lauren final thoughts reactions
4: loved it i would definitely recommend it. it's great laugh mm-hmm. good good all around
1: one one quick question for the two of you okay. uh what is your favorite since since you brought this up when, when we first met or when we first re- reconnected um what is your favorite representation of nightwing so far thing we have you go first and under red hood and okay. i guess we can do new batman adventures um, yeah, so this, New Adventures. Or I guess Young Justice Season 2 as well. Young Archimel- Justice. Or the Young, one Young episode Justice. of Teen Titans.
4: Definitely Young Justice. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, not the questions. one episode of Teen Titans? <laughs> no. No. Oh, he's oh. in one episode
0: of the Batman as well. Good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say that um, I do like how NPH did him in Under the Red Hood. I do like how Sean Marr has done him in in other in other movies, um, I, in particular, his interaction with Damian Wayne is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But Young Justice is so good. And he's so he he had like I'm including his time in Robin a little bit as well. But he he's so good.
4: And it's Jesse McCartney, voice actor. <laughs>
1: Makes it all the better. Beautiful soul. That was my song. That was about me. <laughs>
4: Definitely a favorite Nightwing, though.
1: Mm. <laughs> that song was about me, by the way. About you personally? About me personally. I believe it. What, what are your stories that Jesse McCartney thing? So, so many. We go More. way back. That's a whole separate podcast. a whole separate, yes. whole separate episode. I wish I had a story about Jesse McCartney. Uh, Jesse McCartney with Cameron Dexter. Yeah. Yes.
0: So I think what we'll this do... is Jesse talk. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do here at the end, uh, rather than doing just a traditional bat plug, I think what everyone's going to do one, but... Pick something that you, like, a, th- a thing that you've experienced at Comic-Con. It's like something you, like, a, a penny went to something you look forward to in the future or something you came across that's really awesome. Just make it Comic-Con-related. Bat plug. Go. Andrew.
2: Well, one thing that we make sure to do every time we come to Comic Con is have a delightful meal <laughs> at Ray Gaio. And that's for the week. Yeah, when I was describing it, I pitched it to someone else as basically having a lightsaber fight with sticks of meat. And so I'll leave you with that visual. That's that's where we're gonna go do tomorrow. Can <laughs> can
3: this episode be brought to us by, by Ray de
2: Gaio well, so that we I... get free?
0: I meet on lightsabers. I try and like tag all of our plugs so they'll be in the episode description.
2: Hopefully they Ma- enjoy maybe it. Maybe they
0: have a Facebook page to me. I don't know. Maybe we'll put Yelp in there or something instead. But <laughs> Andrew, that is the most you thing you could have possibly come up
2: with. They have an unlimited bowl of bacon. <laughs> it's so it's just so good. Actually,
0: no, I mean we'll, we'll we'll do like sign us yeah, at the end here, you. but but, but real quick, why don't you tell them about your – because you, you are a bit of a food expert here. Like, tell them about your website with your One Sandwich.
2: I do have a website devoted to defining what is and isn't a sandwich and exploring sandwiches in general. Yeah. It's at
0: onesandwich.com. You are it's literally a writing a book on sandwiches. I,
2: I, am, I am trying, and I actually also just submitted a uh, creation to the My Oreo Creation uh, Contest a $500,000 prize to pick the next flavor of Oreo, Mm. and I totally stole this recipe (laughs) from one of my audiologists in rural Iowa, which is whenever she's having a stressful day, she will enjoy Nilla wafers with rainbow chip frosting, and it's so damn delicious. It does sound really good. And so we put some of this frosting with the rainbow chip in between two Nilla wafers, Nilla owned by nabisco i feel like they could make this happen pretty easily and it's uh yeah you should try that yeah. like this is something you could just it could be late at night you could be listening to
1: this podcast and you could be like we're just gonna go buy that and eat that right now pretty solid yeah. i respect that choice uh lauren tell us about your your comic-con what are you what are you most excited that to have seen or to see or a fun story <laughs> Etc. Cetera, et cetera.
4: Uh Well, I was also at the Young Justice panel this morning with Where Cameron. Yes, <laughs> and I have to say, I'm really looking forward to season three. They showed um, a little bit of a um, preview art for next season. Um, it looked really awesome. Um, excited to see Nightwing again. Yes. <laughs> so I, I oh, am definitely. He's in that excited. cool
1: like stealth outfit now.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of confused about the. He's got like a the, face mask. Yeah, but. That's fine. It's still Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, and keep binging YJ. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: um, for me, I actually recently got into a TV show called Dark Matter, um, which so much, I
0: was really hoping we we're going to stay Everdale. For, for <laughs> <laughs> Cam- Cameron so is so desperate to have someone else with similar shit taste in film I and I just to talk and about right, Riverdale. Hang
3: on, you, I love the Fast and the Furious franchise, so...
0: <laughs>
3: thank, thank you, Lauren. Thank you. I, I, I might own a Dodge muscle car. Um, anyway, back to, back to Dark Matter. Back to Dark Matter. Um, so I got into Dark Matter. I actually just finished the second season before coming out here. And it's a good show. It's a fun show. Will Wheaton plays uh, a great villain, shockingly. Um, and I went to the panel, which had four of the main five uh, to six cat, like main cast members. And it's a very serious kind of dark show, but these guys in a room together off camera are hilarious. They're all riffing off each other. they have amazing chemistry together, and just seeing them not in character wanted me to watch more um so it was really really good um and really really cool to to kind of see that
0: that chemistry that's awesome nice Cameron what
1: about you um i'm gonna i'm gonna do my my classic story time okay uh new segment Cameron's story time that has nothing to do with <laughs> anything else that we've talked about <laughs> um when does it ever? <laughs> Uh, I had a very interesting uh, run-in at at Comic Con this year, uh, an unexpected celebrity encounter, quote unquote celebrity. I see him as a celebrity. Uh, while I was in line for the Hey Arnold panel, this man approached me. Out of no, he approached the guy in front of me first because I don't want to seem like everything just happens to me. It does. Um, <laughs> it's an egocentric universe. Yes. Uh, the guy in front of me said he didn't want to do an interview, so he comes to me. He's like, "Hey, do you mind if I interview interview you uh, on my Instagram?" I just want to talk about Hey Arnold. I'm like, sure, why not? Uh, and I've been hurt before in this situation. I'm not going to go into it. It's very emotional. Uh, but I, I'm very skeptical of people coming with a phone up to me asking for an interview. But like I, said, I said, hey, whatever, fine. Uh, so he was asking who's my favorite character. And I'm like, oh, you know, I love Choco Boy. I love Stoop Kid, the, the generic characters. He's like, oh, what's your thoughts on Gerald? And I'm like, Gerald, you know, he's fine. He taught me about, a lot about Judaism growing up. Uh, with his Hanukkah episode, not Hanukkah episode, his bar, his Bar Mitzvah episode, Bar Mitzvah, Bar Mitzvah's girls, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And he's like, okay, cool, that was great, thanks. And he walked away, and it was such, and I'm like, okay, that was odd, but I just kind of brushed it off. And then when we got into the panel, they had the key voice actors on stage. They're like, oh, we have some special actors in the crowd as well, and so a couple people stood up. And that guy stood up, and he was the voice of Gerald <laughs> 15 years ago. And I'm like, cool. So well, I kind of made a fool of myself on his channel. So he was going around
0: asking people what they thought about his own character?
1: Yeah. It's kind of a douche move. I totally do the same thing, though. As a voice <laughs> actor from 15 years ago, like, oh, I would... Because they were, they were telling stories, which I thought were kind of cool about... because. What was awesome about Hey Arnold is all of the voices were actual kids at the time, mm-hmm. so uh, they had Ar- the original Arnold and Gerald on stage, and they were talking about like, yeah, this was just like an after-school activity for us. I would, uh, you know, my mom would pick me up from school, she'd hand me a script, and we'd drive down to Burbank, and we'd record an episode every Tuesday and Thursday, and it was just like a kids after-school program, and like that was such an interesting way to think about it, because they also. Unlike what they do now, they all recorded together, which is really oh, cool. cool. Uh, so they would just record from page one to the end every time. Like that, I mean, I can't even imagine how crazy that would have been to have these like, you know, third to eighth graders all together. Um, but yeah, just gonna keep talking about Nickelodeon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that Chris, that what is, your, is that your plug for the week? Is just Nickelodeon. Just, 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 guess, entirety, just go watch
1: some Nickelodeon shows. The entirety of Nickelodeon. Watch Danny everything Phantom, Nickelodeon has ever put on ever. Yeah. Uh, Drake and Josh Ned's Declassified Zoe 101 I don't know if you saw this isn't related but Disney Style just <laughs> just posted that they're now making new merch for That's So Raven and Lizzie McGuire I'm just posting this. My, my plug is nostalgia <laughs> <laughs> your plug is very
0: popular these days yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, Chris, like tell my, me about your Comic-Con experience.
0: No, it's been, it's been good. Um, I think if I had a specific plug, it would be uh, so the DC Collectibles. their animated figures. So I, I still haven't posted it onto the Instagram. Nah, yet, it's I, fine. I got the, they the Batman, can imagine it. Batman Beyond set was really awesome, so I had to go see what they have now. And they have a couple of cool things. They now start doing the, like the expression packs. So it's like the normal figures, but you can swap the faces out of them. Mm-hmm. So they have a new Batman one, and there's also a new Harley one as well. And I'm not sure. Is it
1: just straight line or small smirk?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's the like, it's exactly. <laughs> it's like a little, little, little smirk, a little bit of frown, maybe a little bit of blood coming down. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a two-pack. It might be a two-pack or if it was one or the other. Uh, and then they're also doing a um, an expression pack with Joker, but like him with his, like, uh, his gray overcoat. Oh, nice. But also they're doing the Joker-mobile from Joker's Wild, I think it was, which was nice. the casino episode. Yeah. And the other thing was, they have a Batcave set now.
1: Yeah, you were so talking about it's that. It's not the yeah. full
0: Batcave, but it's like the, the computer console, the chair, like some side things, and actual base things. The base that's in there is actually part of the kit. And uh, I was talking to my friend, uh, Kevin Kinneary, who actually works for them. He's actually at the booth right now. It's really cool. I got to run into him. And he was saying that there's a whole other separate set, like part of the back kind of the Batcave they couldn't include in the case. Um, but the best part about it, it comes with Alfred nice with a serving that's all i tray. want
1: i want an alfred figure and i want a condom king figure yeah so i want it's... alfred to be condom king <laughs> that's the big twist that's the real twist that's the twist of the
3: origin story he, everyone he, <laughs> yes. he gets
0: hit by a bus and then batman just spends the rest of the day just going where where's alfred where'd alfred where'd go have, what happened, alfred? where'd he go what am i gonna do with myself now yeah <laughs> his tights will go unpressed
1: <laughs> what would he do <laughs>
0: But yeah, that, that'll be mine. Those are they won't be coming out till later on in the fall. Um but yeah, there's some really, really cool toys. Like the toys that I wanted from Batman the Animated series when I was a kid, but they are just, finally being they made. finally came around twenty years later. Yeah. So well, I think that goes around to your
3: point earlier about you know, the people who grew up with the show are now in a position to make things like that, right? Mm-hmm. I saw recently um a game, I can't remember the name of it, but it's Red Wall the game. Straight up. Okay. It is it's it's an art, it's a real time strategy game. What the fuck where... is Red
0: Wall? Oh.
2: You don't know what Red Wall is? What's wrong with you? I mean, did work. you grow <laughs> yeah. up ever? Yeah, uh, it's like a mythical fairy tale land where tiny badgers and mice battle slightly more evil rodents.
3: It's 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 Lord of the Rings, but every character every good character is like a mouse or a squirrel, and every bad character is like a rat or a weasel. Chris is giving the
0: most. It's like I the greatest. It's amazing. It's, it's written it's by Brian not, Jocks. It's not oh. even like like registering like some vague memory. I have no oh my idea God. what. Well, you guys for are. everybody but Chris, because he's the It's just you,
2: Todd. I've met okay, Brian good.
0: Jocks. Laura's, so have I. Yeah, okay. he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great okay. guy. Okay, wait, hang on. <laughs> More people are saying they don't know what it is. So they're you saying don't they know what it is. I
3: was sure Cameron would know what Wall is. You know, I'm the baby of the group. Yeah, but I. Now now <laughs> I feel bad. Okay, well okay. Well it's 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 a real time strategy game that's basically you're pitting these armies of like mice or whatever against each other. Wait, why are you still talking? You already had
1: your plug. Yeah. Is this like Stratego? <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
3: <laughs> uh, where, but go, the where first can we there's, there's a reason for this. There's a go reason on, for this. Go on. The first comment on the article that I read was, Oh, so all the Red Wall fans grew up and learned how to program. Because that's the world we live in today. All there
0: right. was a point, Chris. Point. that was a great point thank you for making that point <laughs> okay right on. all right well i have no idea what that is uh, where can we find everyone <laughs> yes uh, let's start off with you andrew off on the side here what are, what are your what are your handles what are your things that you're
2: i usually use my last name as a handle for everything it's a good thing and can you tell the fans what your last and name? and <laughs> no no <laughs> and it's lakashman l-e-k-a-s-h-m-a-n and i'm the only Andrew Cashman. Yeah, so that helps. If you if you Google that, you'll find me, and there's no chance you'll run into anyone
0: else. Yeah, and uh, and real quick, so I plugged Andrew's company a few weeks ago. He works with Input Club. He's one of the co-founders of Input Club, and they made the White Fox keyboard, which is awesome. Andrew's actually been carrying one around the convention. Getting photos with it.
2: And finding furries and taking pictures of people that are <laughs> dressed as white foxes and getting photos with them. It's a cool keyboard. We launched it on Kickstarter about 30 days ago. Yeah. And it closes probably the day after this goes live. This goes live on Tuesday. And it closes on Wednesday. Cool. So, oh, uh, good. Oh, people, yeah. You can actually go check it out. Yeah. And just it's the white fox keyboard. It's designed by a fancy Italian man named Matteo Spinelli. And it's the cool coolest name. keyboard in the world. It's a
0: great name.
2: And he's in the Kickstarter video, and he's incredibly entertaining and a great designer. Yeah. So if you want a fancy keyboard, you like mechanical keyboards, check them out. All right. What about you, Lauren?
4: Um, I'm only on Instagram. I don't do Twitter either. It's, it's good. It's good. too That's much fine. work we're, for me. We're,
1: we're, <laughs> we're graphic people, not, not wordy people. You youngins.
4: Um, so I'm a graphic designer. I post a lot of um, fun stuff on my Instagram. Great hand lettering. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm at uh, Lauren.Sati on Instagram.
0: Yes. Yeah, and you like like our art every week. Thank you for doing that.
4: Yeah, I like your podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah,
3: and Todd. Um, So I don't really use any social media per se, but I do. Too busy playing Redwall. (laughs) Too. Reading Red Wall. Red is Read- awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 45 books. You start now, you'll, you'll eventually finish. No, hard um, hard. But uh, I do stream video games on Twitch. Uh, you can find my channel at twitch.tv/slash 707whitewolf. Um, I typically play a game called H1Z1, which is the Hunger Games in video game form, mm-hmm. where um, I die without winning and talk about nerdy things while I do it.
1: Nice. Uh, right you can find me at a new handle because oh, I'm right. deciding to reboot my Instagram because why not? We what else am I doing now. in the world? I have two now. If you want to do my art stuff, it's Cameron.Dexter. I'll update that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to see see my my decently looking face, uh, it's Dexter underscore adventures. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because h- everything else was already taken.
0: You'll, you'll hopefully have some uh, photos of your awesome Stormtrooper suit that you yes, wore on Yes, I on I, I cosplayed
1: for the first time ever. Not yeah. ever. I cosplayed last week. But at a big convention, I mean, D23 is a big convention. <laughs> <laughs> Say something true. But nothing, nothing is bigger than San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. I, I I've, I've put on my big boy pants at San Diego Con for the first time. Yes, uh, Chris, where can we find you? I am at Lordifer on Instagram
0: and Twitter. And then, of course, the podcast. But yeah, where can we
1: find the podcast? The po- where do I go, Chris? Tell me. <laughs> How am I listening to this? The
0: the podcast itself you can find at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and that does it for our our first annual San Diego Comic Con clusterfuck.
1: Comic Con clusterfuck yeah. 2017. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Catch you later.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll be back uh, next week with our next regular episode. It'll be Sub Zero. Yes, God, the, the, the final. Uh, B toss, B task. Whoa, you're task. I'm, I'm toss. Get it B-tass. right, Chris.
1: Don't you step on my territory. Episode and then don't me build a
0: red wall. And then we'll be on to stats, <laughs> which will be Superman the Animated Series. Oh, good pull, good pull there.
1: Um, nailing it. We are <laughs> nailing this, this
0: exit. All right, it is time for us to go. It's like eleven o'clock. I think we're all starving and in need of some food and a cocktail. Yes. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.
4: Hey, y'all. It's me, Tammy Totson. Hello, my name is Bill. You know me, I'm Dionysus, the
1: god of water. Are you tired of bars telling you about how good their record is? Ah. I found gold under my grandma's house, and I didn't know what to do with it. But then I heard this commercial, and I said, OK, here you can take all 4,500 pounds of this gold. I got $26, and now I can go to Arby's. Call
0: today,
2: 1-888-ASSFOOT. Side effects include...
4: The best medicine podcast here on the Nerdist School Network. Stop dressing up your cat and fall in love. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.